0: Welcome to the Impact Church Podcast. We're glad you're here today. We're still in our kingdom series and we're going to finish up our part two of the keys to the kingdom. How to use those keys, how to activate those keys, how to let those keys begin to release in your life the purposes of God. How to loose the things that are loosed, how to bind the things that are bound. Come on, let's get into the Well, we're in the kingdom. Hallelujah, the kingdom. How many enjoyed the kingdom? Just a little bit, just a little. And I was... Market it down today and put in the number and it said it's, it's sermon number 10 in the kingdom. Sermon number 10. I like hey, I want to tell you something on the, the July long weekend. I know it's a great time to go away. Uh, but on the July long weekend, uh, Stephen and Henry, Henry Redicop pastors our church in Elmer, but Stephen and Henry Redicop are going to get ordained on that Sunday. So. I just want to put that out there. I don't know that that was in the bulletin, so I want to make sure that what a great day to be with us and celebrate Celebrate that Jesus Christ himself is going to give to the body of Christ two embodiments of himself to pastor and care for community. So, man, hey, I want you to come and be a part of that. It's going to be a great day. So the kingdom. All right, Luke chapter 12:32 says, "Do not be seized with alarm or struck with fear, little flock, for it is your father's, it's your fathers, it's your fathers. It's your father's good pleasure." I mean, it makes him happy. He delights in giving you the kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you as a gift his rule, his ability, his glory, and his influence. God wants to co-reign and rule with you, and he doesn't want you to do it with a little bit of strength and power, but he shares with you the fullness of his kingdom, and the full embodiment of that is living on the inside of you, took up residence in you, dwelling in you, is Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, the third person of the Trinity is right here manifesting that gift in and through you, constantly lifting you up, elevating you, empowering you to do all those wonderful things. Settle down. Settle down. All right, Cool. Where the kingdom is embraced, there is a community being built. So uh, we want to teach on kingdom. I want to teach on kingdom because I want people to understand you're not just a little huddle of people in this dark, wonderful world that you're hanging out together because it's so mean out there. And let's huddle together until Jesus gets us out of here. That's not church. That's not why we're here. We are not here to get to heaven. We are here so that in and through us, heaven can invade earth and every part of the kingdom. And so if that was Jesus' message, if that was primarily Paul's message, if that was the purpose for which Jesus was sent, you'd think that we would understand that fully and that we would walk in the reality of it. So it is the church as a community for advancing his eternal purposes on the earth. Ephesians 3, I love Ephesians. It's the book of eternal things. It's even before Genesis. It's what was in God's heart before the foundation of the world. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. Not to a generation, not just for a beginning, not even for the, this temporal time we live in, but throughout all eternity, forever without end, the church is the eternal purpose of God. Wow. It is so awesome to be who we are. We are the very heart of God forever and ever. Amen. So aligning yourself with the revelation of Jesus as king puts you in a place of privilege, trust, and authority and provides you keys. <laughs> Say keys. Keys. It provides you with keys, provides you with keys to ignite, to lock, and to loose, resulting in the manifestation of his kingdom. Can I get an amen? amen. Keys. So you have keys. We have keys. You all have been given the responsibility and the uh, delight to use keys. So, Matthew 16, 15, and 19. Let's read it again. He pressed them. Jesus is saying, You know, who do they say? Say, say say, say, who do they say that I am? Who do they say? Who do they say that I am? Well, some think you're Jeremiah, others are prophets, maybe Elijah. So they were thinking maybe he's a reincarnation. Maybe he's a, a new manifestation of this, or, or they don't, they've said all kinds of things about who you are, but then he pressed them and he said, who do you say that I am? Who do you say? And that's the most important thing about you is who do you say that Jesus is? And he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter, he said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus came back, responded to him. He said, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. That's not something you learned. It's not something you got off a podcast or you read in a book or you were sharing with a neighbor and they said, you know who Jesus is? You got that from the Father himself. You got a download from heaven. A man had a spiritual encounter where the mind of Christ was embodied and released and spoken through a human vessel. Yes! That's awesome stuff, Peter. I've been waiting to see that. This is so good. My father in heaven, God himself, let you on on this secret. Say secret. The secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are you get a revelation, you'll never fully know who you are, and what your purpose is, and what you're intended to be, and the full expression of all the wonderfulness of yourself, if you don't get a revelation of who Jesus is, but when you do, he says, I'm going to tell you who you really are, you are Peter, you're a rock, but on the Petra, on the Petra, you're, there's a revelation you received, and you're a rock, but on the Petra, on the bedrock, on the foundation, the immovable foundation, I'm going to build something, I'm going to build my church on bedrock, a church." expansive with energy, a church so expansive with energy. Man, don't you love that? I went to church and I wasn't bored. I mean, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell, you see, the gates of hell are stationary things. I mean, they're trying to reinforce them and they're hanging on for dear life, but we are right now advancing powerfully and we're kicking in every gate, every place of authority, everywhere where the enemy is set up camp. We are coming to remove him, kick him out and knock him out. See, that's why we're here. We're not here to you know, tell a few people, it's it's ugly out here. The devil's on the move. Don't you want to leave town? Come with me. The bus is coming. Going to get us out of here. We're not trying to get out. God gave us all power and authority. He said, I have authority on heaven and earth. Now I'm sending you authority in heaven and on earth. And now I'm sending you. And so we get to go and expand, take that expansive power and we get to kick in the gates of hell because they will not keep us out. And that's not all. I love that. Don't you? That's not all. Say you point to your neighbor in an aggressive way. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You, you will have complete complete and free 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 i didn't earn it i don't deserve it still you wowzers you know sadly a lot of places you came to jesus hallelujah you're gonna go to heaven glory to god and now don't you want to get closer to jesus Don't you want to be just get a little more power in your life so you can have a little bit more? Because now, if you can check off the, the holy, purity, blameless boxes in your life, if you can stop doing this, that, and the other thing, God will trust you with more power. It's the free access, even all the wonderful holiness and purity and blamelessness that you so passionately desire, it's a gift. It's not something you earn it's something you receive it's something that he's given you he did it he did it he justified you sanctified you glorified you boom he did it all and you see the rotten lie of religion is now because of what god did you should live better here's the truth because of what god did you should live better but you should live better because of what god did and because what god did is done you didn't enter into a new covenant of do 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 You entered into a covenant of done, done, done. The other side is do, do. But this side is done, 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 done. Free access, complete free access to the kingdom. I've given you keys to open any and every door. Any and every door. There's no more barriers between you and heaven and earth and and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven and a no on earth is a no in heaven. Matthew 16 19 from the Passion Translation I will give you, you the keys of heaven. Heaven's kingdom, realms to forbid on earth that which is forbidden on in heaven and to release on earth which is released in heaven. That means, and that's how it should be translated that's the Greek. You don't get the willy nilly go out and bind whatever you feel like. I bind that driver in front of me. I bind him right now. I bind him to pull over and let me through i bind you in jesus name you don't get the willy-nilly just throw but you know what you do through revelation knowledge through understanding and walking with christ every day of your life you get to understand what is released in heaven and you can release it in earth you get to understand what is bound in heaven and you get to bind that on earth you get to ignite things you get to call things into manifestation because you have the keys you got the keys you got the keys it operates on first-hand knowledge so i am a divinely equipped administrator and this revelation changes the order of things say order this is important to understand i don't bind something demonic here on earth and it becomes bound in heaven let me say that again i don't bind something demonic here on earth and it becomes bound in heaven the order is different no i bind on earth what is already bound in heaven Because, you know, whatever whatever is bound in heaven, you announce it here on earth, all of heaven backs that up because it's a done deal. It's a done deal. And it also says, I establish on earth what Jesus has already, I'm not trying to accomplish stuff, it is already accomplished in the cross. Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get an amen? All right, that's good. First John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. This isn't even a fight. It's not even a battle. The battle's already won. The victory's already won. Our job is now to go around and enforce sickness. Don't you know that you were bound? You were bound in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. So in the name of Jesus, I bind you on earth. I've had to do that the last few days. I went golfing the other day, and, and by the end of the, the, the golf, I was going to say tournament, at the, my, my legs, my knees, I woke up the next morning and said, man, my knees. We got like 25 flights of stairs in our house. I said, man, Cheryl, it's time for this old guy to move to a one-floor condo. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the mindset. That's what we do, right? We get a little older. We want to get rid of the stairs. That's why they sell those little one-floor condos to all us old people. Said I reject that? I cast that down. I, In the name of Jesus, these knees will not quit. These knees will glorify God. I command these knees to be strong. I command sinew to come. There is no bone on bone. There is tissue. There is ligaments. There is joints. And they are strong. It says all my bones, not one of my bones will be broken. Not one of my bones will be touched. It says when you acknowledge the Lord and you acknowledge his word, it brings freshness to your bones and all your inward parts. All those things I can't even see. In the name of Jesus, I command that to be so. So I got to speak that to myself because we got this creeping understanding in our world that you get a little older and things start to break down. As we say that, teacher, well, getting a little older, you know. So what? What does that mean? You qualify for a breakdown? I'm waiting for the next thing to fail. I don't know. I don't. I uh, think my kidneys. Feel the sore in my back. Oh, gosh. You know, my brother had a kidney problem. Mother had a kidney problem. Doctor. Who gives a rip? All my inward parts, every part of my flesh, it is renewed and refreshed in the name of Jesus. Hey! I go with Impact Church and their senior club. They're more vibrant than their youth group. Boomba da boomba da boomba da. That's right. Let me shout you down. He's greater, greater is he that is in me. You know, it's philosophies, it's mindsets that are are damaging our walk with God because we're accepting, you know, that's the way it is, Pastor. Well, let's stop that then. Let's get some keys and turn the lock on that because that's not acceptable anymore. Wow, that's getting kind of personal, Pastor. All right, all right. Verse chapter 23 of uh, Matthew 13 says, but woe to you, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow others to enter in. He's saying, Jesus is saying, you teachers of the law, you guys are supposed to lead people and unlock things and bring people into blessing, you shut it down. You shut the kingdom down right in front of people. They desperately want to enjoy the benefits of being a child of God, but you lock it down. You don't let them in and you don't go in yourself. And that's what a lot of church looks like these days. A lot, a lot of times, you know, you know what I was just reading? It says that, that the Lord wants to heal me. I, that healing is a part of my benefit package. I was reading Psalm 103. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. He redeems me from the pit of corruption. He renews my youth like the eagles. Whoa. I was just reading. And that is so good yeah yeah that's not what it means though and then they shut the door right in your face that is what it means what are you shouting about and you know what but they shut you hypocrites you shut the door and you don't win yourself luke 11 52 but woe to you lawyers uh, this is teachers of the law legalists in the law you have taken away the key of knowledge you have taken away the key of knowledge you did not enter in yourselves and those who were entering in you hindered amen so there's keys there's keys of revelation keys of understanding and keys of knowledge 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 this is a lock can you see the lock can you see it you know what i'm going to do right now i'm going to lock it and then i will disappear <laughs> Poof. Pull a rabbit out of his hat. Are you ready? This one is not locked in heaven. Oh. I've got it. Can you please check right now? Please, somebody from the studio audience, can you check and make sure this is locked? I'm not messing with anyone. Come, see if you can pull this. See if you Just pull that there, so is it locked it is locked hallelujah it is now locked the key is locked that's locked but don't be afraid i have the keys amen all right praise the lord i have the keys hallelujah How much time do we have? (laughs) That one has a light on. I have the keys. why did i do that you got to have the right key you know you you've got the keys of the kingdom and they are keys they're plural and you've got the keys there are there are keys to unlock the circumstance you're in i need the key that restores knees that have been overused and i need the key that brings freshness to knees i need that key i got to find that key because god has promised me that none of my bones will be broken god has promised me that my bones will be fresh literally fresh bones look it up you know my my son he had a uh was playing hockey when he was seven or eight years old and while he was playing hockey he was doing something funny it was like he was going kind of over on his skate and i went I, I said, maybe the skates have a blade gone sideways. So I checked it, went and got the skates looked out. The skates were fine. I said, I'll get him some new skates anyways. I got him the new skates and he kept on skating funny. He said, what's wrong with you? He says, you know, my knee kind of hurts. Your knee kind of hurts. So I took him to the hospital and they x-rayed his knees. They said, his knees are fine. I said, well, your knees are fine. So, I mean, you're OK. So we went back, he's playing hockey again. And it started to get worse, it started to get more pronounced. So I asked if we could go see a specialist. We went and saw a specialist. They put him up on a table. and. Uh, uh, right away, he pushed his hips back, and all of a sudden, doing ah, and he says, Oh, he's got hip perthes. What's a hip perthes? I have never heard of that before. He said, It's a non traumatic injury where the blood flow stops going to the hip. We don't know why, but it happens in a certain amount, of, and especially young boys. And that bone and that hip joint is dying. And I just went over oh, my dead body. You know, we heard that. I researched it, looked at it, and I went, oh, my goodness. They said he might have to be put in traction so that the, the bones don't kind of wear down. He may have to be put in an A-frame, and he may have to have hip replacement when he's 18. And I was like, Well this? They said he can't go upstairs, so I had to carry him up the stairs to school and do all these things. We did that, but you know what we also did? I got the keys. Went into the Bible... And we looked up all the verses on bones and we wrote them down and we said, this isn't God's will, Dylan. This, you know, this is not God's plan for your knee to decay and, or your hip to fall apart. So in the name of Jesus, we're going to find the keys to this. So we got in the word, got all the bone words, got all the bone scriptures. Even Jesus, not one of his bones was broken. When they came to break his knees, So they found out he would all, had already passed. And you know what? That was to fill scripture because it says not one of his bones will be broken. And you know where I am? I'm in Christ. You know what? You, you break a bone. Don't go to the hospital first. You pray in the name of Jesus. We command that to be healed and restored. And you got the keys to that. Do we really believe this stuff or no? Hey, let's just talk about little go home to heaven lessons. Let's not talk about applying the kingdom today because that gets a little personal. You know what I mean? Because how many have been successfully sick? and successfully healed, praise Jesus, hallelujah, you know, because, you know, I want to step into not just trying to, and praise God, he heals all our diseases, but you know what he also promised us? He promised us divine health. You know, so let's, let's walk in that. And now we're getting weird around this church. Oh, my God. No, we're getting biblical. We're getting biblical. And it's okay. And you know what? There's no condemnation to us that are struggling with our knees right now. I don't feel beat up. I don't feel less of a Christian because I need my knees to be healed and restored. You know, even, even I got a little, I got a deformed thumb right there. Did you know that? I got a little deformed thumb. My, my little thumb here, it's, my wife says it. Well, anyways, I won't tell you. But anyway, but. But, but, you know, I've, it's never really bothered me as a kid. I never cared. I, I played hockey, was on all-star teams in hockey, was quarterback of the football team. I did all those things. I, I played on the basketball team, point guard, brought the ball up. Never, ever troubled me, never bothered me. But, but some days I look and go, why is my thumb? I have no joint there. I was born without a joint in my thumb there. That's just wrong. There's sometimes say, that'd be really cool if that was healed, because how many people know me and know that I've got a deformed thumb? That'd be really cool one day to show up and say, I got a joint. Not that kind of joint. I got to... Gosh. Howdy, we're getting a little excited. Joints? Yeah, joints. We can do joints now? Yes, I love this church. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you were in the spirit last night, I know. Hey, let me jump on to some parables. We're going to move really fast. Can you say really fast, Pastor? I got to be somewhere. The family's cooking me lunch. All right. So Matthew 13, 11 to 12, it says, and he replied and he said, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. You've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Yes, the secret things, the hidden things, you know, not everybody has this gift, this insight. It has been given to them. It hasn't been given to them, but whenever someone has turns their heart, uh, comes in their heart for the turns, someone has a ready heart for this. The insights and the understanding, I love this, freely flow, or as it says there, flow freely. insights and understandings flow freely hallelujah isn't that great right there i mean the seed and the sower mark says if you don't understand this parable if you don't understand what god was teaching in this parable he literally says you won't be able to understand anything because this is literally, this is how the kingdom works. This is how it happens. He says, I want you to understand how the kingdom works. So he explains He says, the soil is your heart. The seed is the word of God. And you see, when you got a heart that's not cluttered up with nonsense, that's not cluttered up with false teachings, that's not cluttered up with the traditions of man, that's not cluttered up with the rubbish that you heard on Oprah, I mean, when you got a heart that is unmessed up with all the things of the world, but a heart that is totally open to God, open to his word, a heart that is totally directed towards him, it says it's amazing what can happen in that heart. It says insights and understandings flow freely. Mysteries, Thayer's dictionary says it's a hidden or a secret thing. It's not obvious to the understanding. So there are mysteries in the kingdom that God wants to make known to you. We don't have to continue to do the low living. We can live the high living. And we can do that because God's given us the keys. So we can do that. It's revelation. Thayer says revelation is to uncover, to lay open what has been veiled, to open and disclose and to make bare. So Matthew 13, 23 in the message, according to the same parable, says the seed cast on the good earth is a person who hears and takes in the news. I got good news for you. Jesus had good news. I've come to heal the sick. I've come to raise the dead. I've come to set the captives free. I've come so that the blind can see. I've come so that the deaf can hear. I've come so that the lame can walk. See, in a heart that receives that good news and without condemnation, without fear, without feeling, well, what about me? Just opening my heart and saying, I receive that in Jesus' name. I receive that a heart that hears and understands. That heart produces a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. And I want that to be our standard. Man, every day is beyond my wildest dreams. Every day manifesting the free flow of the understanding of God that's bearing ridiculous fruit in my life. Hallelujah, that's what we want. So 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10, it says, but it has been written, eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, nor has it entered the heart of a man those things that God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. You're just not going to know, brother, so relax and enjoy the ride and, Hopefully God will get you to heaven. It says, "But as it is written, "I is not seen, nor is ear he heard, nor has it entered the heart of a man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But, say, "but, Say, "but, But, I love this, but, God has revealed." God had those unfathomable things, those secret things, those hidden things, those things that no one knew about, no one saw, no one understood, those things, God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. And Paul literally says the deep, unfathomable things of God. Like when I read deep and unfathomable, that means deep and unfathomable. But he's saying even the things that are beyond understanding, yes, even those things God wants to unpack for you. And he wants you by the Spirit to walk in a full, workable, knowledgeable, expressible, lots of bulls there. Revelation of all that the kingdom is for you. And folks, we gotta do that. We gotta do that. It's given to us to understand. So we gotta provide God with a heart that is wide open, that's not littered with doubt and fear and anxiousness and nonsense and what Aunt Mary told me and Uncle Frida said. What a weird name for Uncle Frida. Nobody's taken away my joy. Nobody's taking away my health nobody's taking away my peace. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And God gave it to me. And it's good pleasure, little children, to give to you the kingdom. Man, I love that stuff. Don't you love that stuff? I love that stuff. I love that stuff. 1 Corinthians 2.14, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Listen, folks, come on. I mean, Paul came to the Corinthian church and he called them saints, but then he says, I'm saddened that I have to call you carnal. Because you're walking in carnality. You're living way below your privileges. He says to the saints in Corinth, he says, you guys aren't walking close to the privileges that God has given you. And folks, we can live in the natural realm and get stuck down here because how many know the natural realm manifests and it's pretty real? How many know when your knees are screaming, your knees are screaming? How many know when you get an x-ray, your arm is broken, your arm is broken? How many know when you're in pain, you're in pain? So this seems pretty real to me right now, pastor. Well, that's where we got to get in the spirit. We got to get that the word of God, the life of the spirit, what we can't see is more real than what we can see. And here's the truth. What you see came from what you can't see. And you can call that into manifestation. When you get revelation, when you get the keys, you can turn that key and you can unlock that in your physical realm. And if something from the enemy was fashioned against you, you can shut that down. You command that to go. And that's who we are. And I know it sounds so triumphant. It sounds so victorious. It sounds like you people are just, you know, you're expecting to live a perfect life off the chart where, you know, no bad stuff happens. No bad stuff happens. But you know what? When the bad stuff happens, in all these things, in all this bad stuff, in all these trials, in all these attacks, I am more than a conqueror. I don't get to bypass these things, but I get to go through these things, and I get to turn the valley of Baca, the valley of pain, into a spring. And I get to unlock that open door in that valley and loose the blessing of God because I have the keys. Tell you, whatever's going on, you got a key to that. Whatever's happening that isn't from God, there's a revelation. There's a key that you can turn. There's something you can do that you can make heaven invade that circumstance, and you command it to leave your life. To leave your life. Ah. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, help me. Help me, Jesus. First Corinthians 1, 4-5, And I thank my God concerning you for the grace of God. Say, the grace of God. Oh man, I thank the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. I thank God that by his grace he has gifted you and blessed you. He has given you all utterance and all knowledge in every circumstance in life. His grace doesn't just get you to heaven. His grace unpacks and reveals in you everything you need to manifest a powerful, super. Supernatural, overcoming life in this world where people literally say, what kind of man are you? I'm a supernatural man. I'm a supernatural man. I'm, a, I'm not coming having history lessons about Jesus and having a couple little feel good. You know, it's tough out there, little girl. Praise Jesus. But you know, God's good. He's going to see you through in the end. In the end, it'll be okay. I don't want it to be okay in the end. I want the pain to stop now well, you're expecting too much from God. Well, then he'll apologize when I get there, and he'll say, Carl, I wasn't that good. But he's better than that. He can do exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or think or imagine. It's time to jack up our imaginations. Enriched in everything, in every way, by him in all utterance and all knowledge. Say utterance. First Corinthians 1, 4-5, in the Passion Translate, I'm always thanking God for you because he's given such free and open access to his grace through your union with Christ, the Messiah. In him you have been made extravagantly rich in every way. You have been endowed with a wealth of inspired utterance and the riches that come from your intimate knowledge of him. Like Read that verse. Let it wreck you. Do you understand how overly equipped you are to prosper in every way in life? I mean, this this isn't my word, this is a Bible. I mean, just put that on your fridge, put it in your car, stick it in your wallet, stick it on the bathroom mirror, stick it on your child's forehead, stick it wherever you need to stick it, and read it, soak in it, meditate in it, and say, I want that to be the standard of my life. Ephesians 1, 3, all praise to God, the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. Numatico logia. Numatico eulogia. It's a spiritual empowered speaking. Speaking. The word logia means to speak. It means to make verbal, to make audible. You've been given spiritually empowered words that you speak that transform your world not stuff you think about or stuff you hope for or stuff you cry about or stuff you whine about. It's stuff you say. It's stuff you speak to your situation and circumstances. Life and death are in the power of the... Boom, you've been given spiritual words, everything you need in the heavenly realm where everything, where it all comes from, the unseen realm where it all begins and ends. You've been given spiritual power and authority in the unseen realm to speak spiritual worlds, to call into manifestation whatever you need in every circumstance of life. Ephesians 1:17. Father of glory, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of their understanding might be enlightened, that they may know, say no, no that they may know what is the hope of this calling. Not that they may know the hope of getting to heaven, but you would know the riches of the inheritance which is invested in you right now. There's an inheritance. There's stuff to unpack. There's boxes to open. There's kingdom stuff to enjoy. And God wants you to get a spirit of wisdom and understanding and revelation and an eagerness to pursue those things and loose them in your life and in your experience. You know, it's all grace. It's all grace. It's all God himself, and it's all grace so that it can all be simply by faith. It comes to you simply by believing. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? This isn't something you achieve. This isn't something you, you know, get enough, you know, went to church. Lord, I want to trade. I went to church every Sunday for about three months. I deserve a breakthrough. I want to trade my faithfulness to church for a healing. What? No, you see, grace doesn't come because of works. Grace is the favor God given to you for no other reason except God loves you. You don't trade your performance for a breakthrough from God. You enjoy the performance that Jesus did for you and every single benefit of it by faith. Jesus, Jesus, how do I enjoy all of the kingdom? Are you ready? Only believe. Yeah, we got churches stuck and drunk on morality and performance and behavior modification we should be walking in faith jesus said it what do you say what do you say what do you, Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 to 30, take my yoke upon you and learn of me the unforced rhythms of grace for I am gentle and lowly of heart. You'll find rest for your souls. Take my yoke. It's easy and my burden is light. The government is upon his shoulders. He said, take my yoke, a teacher or a rabbi. When you came underneath the teaching of a rabbi, you took his yoke. So Jesus said, drop the yoke of those crazy guys. Take my yoke. What he's saying is come out from under their teaching and come under my teaching. So Jesus is saying, if you would come under my yoke, if you would align yourself and learn my teaching, if you would learn what I've blessed you with and what I've done for you, if you would unpack everything that's already yours you would get rest, you would get peace, and you would get a breakthrough. It's well-fitting, it's easy, it's designed to naturally fit you and flow. Romans 10, 8 to 10. What does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach, that we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart that God is raised from the dead, and you'll be saved. For with the heart you believed unto righteousness, and with the mouth you confess unto salvation. So say, my heart is my believer. My mouth is my receiver you believe with your heart you confess with your mouth unto the manifestation so you get the revelation and the picture on your heart i hope you're getting pictures today i hope you're getting pictures of a preferred future because god doesn't want you to stay where you are you're not supposed to stay where you are there's no more bondage he set the captives free so that 's your revelation. Get a picture of that. Get a picture of that on your heart. Get that on your believer. and when you get it on your believer, get it on your mouth because when you get it on your mouth that 's when it comes into manifestation it's not just for salvation it's not just how you get into the kingdom. This is how everything works in the kingdom. You believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth. Mark six, jump Romans 6 10, Romans 6,10 to 12. "For the dead, for the death he died. let 's apply this. you ready for the death? he died? He died to sin once for all. All right, did he die for your sin? Did he do it once for all? Yes. Yes. Is the sin of the whole world atoned for? Is the sin of the whole world atoned for? I don't know if you believe that. The sin of the whole world is atoned for once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon. Say reckon. 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 I love that. The Clint Eastwood movies, remember? They say, I reckon so. See, but reckon is I agree. I line up with that. I I accept that. I put that in my column. I reckon so. I receive that. I put it in my heart bank and say, I reckon so. So what am I reckoning? I reckon myself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lusts. Has anybody got a lust problem? I see that hand. A lot of people have lust problems. A lot of people. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. I cannot sin, but I'm lust in a pile. I'm battling with pornography. I watch a bad movie and then I go right to my phone and. He dealt with sin once and for all. All my sin, past, present, and future. So how do I overcome sin? How do I overcome these habits that keep on working on my life? Is God and me in a sin relationship anyway? No, done. Sin is done. It's been put away with. I dealt with it once and for all. You are no longer a slave to sin. Then why is this going on in my life? Because you need to reckon so. You need to reckon. You know what I reckon? He died to sin. I died to sin. So you know, what, when sin tries to creep up or lust starts to come up, you know what you do? You don't try harder not to do it. You right then say, I want to apply right now in the column of my life, I am dead to sin, and I reckon so. you got to apply that you're dead to sin. you got to establish that. You don't try not to do it. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm going to give my wife the password for my phone. Sheesh, now i got to buy something. Well, honey, what's my password? Don't make your wife the beat cop of your lust wow, are we ever getting into stuff now? I hate it when the pastor does this. Because, you know, man, now you're talking about problems that one of us or two of us might have. You know, when you got something uncontrollable, something in your life that you're saying, man, I hear pastors saying I'm righteous. I hear them saying I'm pure. I'm one with Christ. And you are one with Christ. And those are the things that you need to agree with. Those are the things that you need to say. You need to stop saying, I'm a dirty dog. I'm an ugly person. I'm addicted to this. You need to stop saying that. You need to say, I am dead to sin because he's dead to sin. He died to sin once for all. He died to sin once for all for me. So I reckon, I reckon I am dead to sin and I'm not a slave to sin. those lusts anymore because you know what whoever you give yourself to that you are a slave to and you can be a child of god and still a slave to sin because you're not reckoning that the grace of god has completely delivered me and set me free and is working in my life every day just thought we might apply that just one way oops uh, somebody got onto my zoom thing Okay, and back to, okay, thank you. Amen, back to that, okay, and play. Yes, all right, let's go to one more. You ready? One more, one more, and then we're going to wrap it up. Say thank you, Pastor. All right. For the word of God will never fail. For the word of God, I reckon myself dead to sin and alive to God. The word of God will never fail. Here's what happened. The angel comes to Mary and says, Mary, oh, you're honored highly above all women. Mary, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. Woo! Mary's like, wow, that's crazy. How's that going to happen? Because I'm a virgin. I don't even understand. I mean, I'm betrothed to a guy, but how am I going to give birth to the Son of God? Let me tell you. It says the Spirit of the Most High is going to come upon you, and the seed of God himself is going to be in you, and you're going to give birth to the Son of God. And Mary, here's what she said. She said, For the, the angel said, for the word will never fail says, in other translations say, for nothing is impossible with God. But literally, it's the rhema, every rhema from heaven. I came with a word from heaven, and the word from heaven will always manifest. It will never fail. So the word that you get from heaven, it will never fail. The word that you get over your bones, the word that you get over your anxiety, the word that you get over your fear, the word that you get over any creeping disease that's on you, that word will never fail fail so you get that word on your mouth and you confess that word and you confess it unto salvation unto a manifestation of absolute freedom so when you get something seemingly impossible spoken over your life that god says i want you to do this you just agree with it you just confess it say i reckon so and get on with it because here's what mary said she said responded here's how she responded i am the lord's servant may everything you have said about me come true I agree if that's the word from heaven, I submit to it. I receive it. Wowzers, I'm going to get pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Figure that one out. The word was impregnated in her womb. The word gets impregnated in your heart. The same incarnation. There's an incarnation that takes place for healing, for deliverance, for breakthrough, for prosperity. You get the word, you hide it in your heart. You say yes to that word. You stand firm on that word and that will break forth in your life. And you see, these are the keys. When you get the revelation from God, when you get, there's no secrets, there's nothing hidden anymore. I'm living and walking because it's been given to you to understand the keys of the kingdom. And we got to start turning on those things. We should not submit to brokenness in our lives. And you know what? That's really, really hard when you've gone through years and years of pain, struggle, and trial, and you've been hoping for something, and doctors and everybody else and everything in the world has said it's not going to happen for you. To you right now, you just want to say, Pastor, shut your flipping mouth. That was pretty harsh, wasn't it? But I'll tell you, when, when you have had your heart broken over and over again, it's really hard to believe for that. It's the deepest hope and deepest desire of your heart. And it's been ripped away from you and tugged out of your life. And now you want me to believe for that? You're a ruthless, nasty pastor. You know what? I'm just telling you, reckon so. Trust him. You know, it says that a woman with the issue of blood, she lost all her money. She tried every single physician, but then she heard about Jesus. And she came through the crowd, and she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'm asking you to hear about Jesus. I know. She, all of her money, She all of her money was gone. All she wanted was to be whole. She had an issue of blood that, that she she had it for years, but she crawled on her hands and knees in the middle of a crowd, and she just touched the hem of his garment because she heard that Jesus can change everything you know, there's people right here in this room that I know they're like, Pastor, I'm going to throttle you. I tell you, it's just rest in his word. Don't strive in it. Just rest in it. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Because you know what? It's impossible. And you've proven it's impossible. You've done everything naturally that can make it happen. But you know what? Just believe him. Trust him. Let him speak into your situation. Let him direct you. Let knowledge be poured into your heart. Let him speak into that. Hey, let me wrap it up. Can I wrap it up? Can I please? Let me show you this picture right here. All right. That's, uh, that's my sprinkler system in the house. The water goes through that pipe. It goes out to the sprinklers on the front lawn. It goes, Psh, waters all our lovely plants. Well, four o'clock in the morning on July 1st, two years ago, instead of it with the water going outside and doing my plants, the pipe broke. And for three hours, it watered my basement. I woke up, was having a coffee, and I said, that sounds like water running. I wonder what that's all about. Drank my coffee. said, that still sounds like water running. So I decided to go downstairs, and I was immediately greeted with a flood. Thank God the drain worked, and it was going down the drain, but the whole part of the basement was totally flooded. And I stopped to take a picture of it. And Cheryl's like, don't take a picture. Turn off the water. I said, get my camera. I want a picture. You want a picture? Turn it off. And I said, no, I want to show the guy who just fixed it yesterday that he did a rotten job. So I took some pictures, and then I went to where the valve was, and I turned off the water. But thank God I knew where the valve was. We had our home over on Princess Street, first home we had in, in London, and I had a friend over doing some work in the basement, and he put a screw right through a copper pipe. And all of a sudden, behind the wall, we could see that water was coming everywhere, and the drywall's getting wet. It's flooding down the wall, coming underneath the thing. He goes, uh, Pastor, you better turn your water off. I go, how do I do that? He said, well, you should have a valve here somewhere. Where? He said, well, you better turn it off. I mean, we got a flood there. It's going to ruin all the drywall. It's all in the walls, coming off. oh, oh. oh. I finally found it after it wrecked a whole wall and wrecked a bunch of carpet and ruined the whole place you know what I've done ever since then you know what I've done ever since then as soon as I moved into a house you know what I did I found out where the water valve was but you know I screwed up a whole lot of my home because I had a lack of knowledge what I'm saying is folks you can avoid disasters you can avoid some of these things and you know how do I get that knowledge pastor it's a gift It's a gift, he says. I have given you, and I have poured on you. And even the apostle Paul prayed for it. Father, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. He is not withholding from you, if you just ask him. Whatever that's right. Somebody come to me today. We were talking about it on Thursday night, and they had a problem with work. It was driving them crazy. I said, you got the keys to that situation. She walked to the church right. When she walked in, and walked right to me, says, it works. I turned the key on that thing at work. I went in the next morning. It immediately shifted the whole atmosphere. That's a true story. It's a true story. You know, there are keys. There are things you can do that can change circumstances, change your physical status, change everything in your world. And God's ready to impart to you because you are a kingdom person. And you don't operate with the carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty to the tearing down of strongholds.